for you. There's lots of different elements to it. You're going to sing traditional Christmas carols like we just did, maybe a new song. We're going to invite the choir in a few minutes to come and, and share an anthem with us. We're going to participate in the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion this morning. But most importantly, most importantly, we're going to experience the presence of Jesus. I want to just take a minute and pray with you, but I want to invite you to share maybe things that we can be praying for. The peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Pray for healing for so many people that maybe you're dealing with COVID or colds or intestinal flu. There's a lot of things happening right now. People navigating sickness. What else? For those that are going to be baptized. I think Kurt was specifically speaking of his granddaughter at that moment, but we're going to lump Bree into that category also. Yeah. For families that are disconnected for various reasons, whether it be by space or emotions or difficult realities. Yeah. Go ahead. He's just praying for those that don't know Jesus. We could probably stop right there and go home. Soraya. For those that are addicted to drugs. Yeah. For traveling mercies. Keely. For those who have lost loved ones. And, and friends. For the Salvation Army and other social agencies that are are very busy this time of year. Yeah. For those that are lonely and no one to spend Christmas with. Yep. Praising God for all the babies in the house, but also coming alongside those who are grieving not able to have children. Chuck. Thankful to God for showing up in the big ways and the small ways. And prayers for those who in the, are in the last days of their lives, they may have peace. For God showing up in the big ways and in the small ways. And for those that are navigating end of life to find the peace of God in those moments. Yeah. Praying for me. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to. That was right on cue, by the way. She wants you all to know I need it. And she's right. <laughs> I'll share a little bit more of that narrative here in a, little, in a few minutes. But uh, it's good to be together today, isn't it? It feels good to, to have the house full and to, to see people you don't know and to be sitting with people that you know really well and everything in between. and. There's enough space that if you don't want to sit next to somebody, no, don't do that. <laughs> We're the church. 
or family. Let's, uh, let's pray together, shall we? I'll be the voice of one. I'm going to end our time with the Lord's Prayer. I invite you to join me during that, but let's pray. Father, thank you for a moment of silence. That may have been all that we've gotten this week. Thank you for the gift of grace that you have freely given to us. For the blessing of people in our lives and creation that reveals you to us. Thank you for being mindful of us in our times of trouble and in our times of celebration. Thank you for seeing us and for delighting in us. God, you know our hearts are heavy too today with with people and with situations. God, we ask that you heal those who are sick. That your Holy Spirit would touch their physical bodies and restore them. And Lord, that the people would have such faith that moves mountains and gives glory to God in the highest. Father, we pray for those who are navigating difficulties in relationships. That reconciliation may come through you. Father, we pray for those who are navigating struggles with addictions. We pray, Lord, that you would loose them from the tyranny of evil and the bondage. We pray, Lord, this morning for those who are grieving, that in the midst of their sorrow they might find comfort We pray, Lord, for those who are hungry, that they may find food today, that your church would be faithful at administering very tangible things. For those who are lonely, God, that we would be very faithful in handling and administering tangible things, that we would be present with those who are lonely. And Jesus, we thank you for babies. Help us to have faith like children. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Lord, we also pray for those who are grieving not being able to have children. God, would they experience your presence today. For our loved ones who don't know you and May we be faithful at telling others about you, but may we be faithful in just revealing you, Jesus. Transform their lives, God. Lord, we pray for Jerusalem and our Jewish brothers and sisters. God, I don't always understand. 
but we ask that your peace would come. That there would be no more wars, that there would be no more suffering, that there would be no more sorrow, that there would be no more sickness. Jesus, that you would come quickly. And until that day, Father, keep us tethered by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that in all times and in all places we may be a faith-filled and a faithful people that people may see the risen king within us and that they might praise God and join that unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Heaven and earth is full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We give you honor and praise today, Jesus. In your name we pray in faith as you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
I don't know about you, but I could probably listen to that all day. Just close your eyes and listen to our choir. What a gift. Christ, our Lord, invites into his presence whoever desires to see him. And through the sacrament of baptism, he initiates us into his church and lets us experience the joy of communion with each other. We're going to have baptisms here in just a moment. Are you guys ready? Bree, are you ready? She's thinking about it. How about you, Oakley? Are you ready? Well, ready or not, it's time. As the families kind of work their way towards the front, I want to just kind of share with you for a minute about baptism. Baptism is not something that saves us. Baptism is this moment when we experience the presence of God and the grace of God in ways that maybe we haven't experienced it in the past. It's where we're brought into the big church, not just the local church. As a reminder today, we've got a couple of littles who are going to be baptized. They can't even take vows for themselves. Some may ask, well, what about that? Why would we do that? Well, because we believe God's grace is bigger than we can understand. And we see the example of households being baptized in Scripture and the practice of it in the church for thousands of years. So as they work their way forward, that's take two, as they work their way forward, we're going to invite them to receive a couple of gifts this morning too. One is going to be a candle. This candle, uh, I've instructed the parents to maybe light this every year on, uh, on the birthday. And each year when, uh, when Oakley gets a little bigger and Bree gets a little bigger and a little older, uh, they're going to eventually ask, well, why is there five candles and I'm only four or six and I'm only five? And that's an opportunity for mom and dad to share a little bit of, hey, you know, this was the day you were baptized. Let me tell you about that. The other gift that we're going to give them, and this is a little bit more practical, is a towel because we're going to use a lot of water and they're going to be wet. And uh, we want to invite them to, to be washed and made new. And the white symbolizes Christ's forgiveness of our sins. The Bible says that though we were once like scarlet, he has made us white as snow. So uh, you're going to get a towel and there's going to be some red lettering on it. And the, hopefully the lettering signifies or at least has their name spelled correctly. Um, and the date today, and uh, it's another reminder of, of God's grace. But it's really more than a towel or more than a candle. It's, it's about the grace of God meeting us right where we are. And uh, I have a couple of questions for the parents because, I mean, Bree, you're advanced, and Oakley, you're advanced, but I don't think you're talking too much yet, at least not in languages that I understand, and the gift of baby interpretation hasn't come to me yet. But I want to ask uh, you as parents, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sins? Do you repent of your sins? If so, please say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever form they present themselves? If so, please say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages and nations and races? If so, please say, I do. Church, this one's for you. Will you, will you nurture these two young ladies in the church? That by your teaching and your example, will you nurture them and care for them? Will you love them? as your own? If so, please say we will.
I think it's important to note that we don't give the option to object. As a witness today, it is our responsibility to, to help raise these little ones in the faith. That's also why we baptize infants. Because it's not just mom and dad, it's us. Helping to raise little human beings in the journey that God has for them. I think it's time. Oakley, we're going to let you go first. Is that okay? I'm going to invite you to come on up. Come on up top. Mel, come on up here for a minute. Okay. So we got this thing backwards. Hold on just a minute. Let's spin that around. Just turn that around. That's perfect right there. That's, that's perfect right there, I think. Yeah. Here, you get to hold that, Dad. You get to hold that. May this water be an outward and visible expression of God's love and grace. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon this water, Lord, that it might become for Oakley a cleansing. That your Holy Spirit's presence this morning may transform the life of one who is growing in faith by the power of your Holy Spirit, both now and forevermore. Amen. Let's see, what do you think? That's how I feel. What is Oakley's full name? Oakley Rose Saxton. Oakley Rose Saxton. What do you think? I, she's not going anywhere. She's standing right there. She's staying right there. I'm going to look at I'm right-handed, so I need my right hand. Oakley Rose Saxton, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Come on in. Oakley, we anoint you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May the gift of grace that God has begun in your life already be brought to completion. May you never deviate from the truth, but may you walk in the light as he is in the light. May the word become a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path as you trust in his grace and grow in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, Oakley Rose, your newest member. She didn't even cry. We're a happy girl. Here you go. There you go. Thank you. Here, you can, you can work that. We've got one more, I think. Come on up, Bree. She's like, I think so. What do you think? Let's see if we go backwards. What's Bree's middle name? Isabella. Bree Isabella Whitmer, right? Dole Whitmer. Dole Whitmer. Yeah, that one too. Sorry about that. You got a lot of names. You got a lot of names. You ready? You ready? Okay. Come on in, we're going to pray over. Go ahead, John. 
Dear Father, we thank you for this time that we can spend uh, blessing Bree. We ask that you just be with us through our lives. Be with Bree and uh, help us guide, uh, guide her in the right direction and the right, uh, in the right path. Father, in your name we pray. Amen. Bree, we anoint you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Church, this is Bree, your newest one. The water's, uh, the water's fresh. It's not immersion day, it's just sprinkling day. Anybody else want to be baptized today? They're all sitting on their hands right now. <laughs> These candles, guys, are for you also, and we'll have a certificate for you as well. Can you grab it? Yeah, don't eat that. You're going to eat that? The candle? Yeah, there you go. She's thinking. Let's give them one more hand, shall we? Oh, really, the, the water's... One more... Uh, one of the reasons we don't uh, re-baptize people, and people have asked me that question, well, can I get re-baptized? I don't remember my baptism. One of the reasons we don't re-baptize is because in this covenant of baptism, I'm imperfect, parents are imperfect, kids are imperfect, but there's one who is perfect. And he doesn't mis make a mistake in that, in his side of the covenant, in his side of that agreement. And, uh, you know, as, as you grow in faith, my prayer for the church has been that we would experience the presence of Jesus in ways like never before. And that out of that experience, we would learn to love more fully. You know, it's Christmas Eve morning. And uh, we didn't gather to just talk about Christmas Eve because we're not there yet. We gather to talk about what gets us to Christmas Eve. I'd invite you to pray for me this morning as we dive into a, a few minutes of message. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be a pleasing offering to you alone. Father, may your church, may their hearts and minds that have been prepared to receive the the message you have for them this morning, be open to it. And Lord, may we grow in faith today that this might be the first day of the rest of our lives with you. We praise you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Is everybody ready for Christmas? No. One is the extreme type A person in the house, he says, I'm ready. He says, my wife is ready, so I'm ready. Okay, I, I understand that. You know, uh, if, you, if you miss everything else today, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on. If you miss everything, just hear these next couple of words, okay? God loves you. Nothing more, nothing less. God loves you. As you've been wandering around stores aimlessly trying to figure out what to buy the perfect person. Does it stress anybody else out? It gives me anxiety, right? Ah, Christmas presents. I'm like Ebenezer Scrooge, I guess. I don't know. But every once in a while, you find the right gift. And the gift comes by, by knowing the person and, and being intentional and, and preparing to, to give it to them. And, and you wrap the gift and you make it all perfect, right? With hopes that they'll, they'll like it. 
right? And if you know them really well, you know that they're going to love it, actually. Well, that's kind of what Christmas is. Maybe you don't feel really prepared for Christmas. Maybe you feel like life has been a little bit of a train wreck. Let me tell you about my week, just to put into perspective that I understand what you're going through. It's been spent at the hospital on two different occasions. It's been spent at the hospice house for probably 10 hours this week. You guys are going through stuff. You had anticipated going here, but you met all these curves and curveballs along the way. And, and you just feel like you're deflated at times. Like, how on earth am I going to make it? That's, that's me too. And yet God sees us. And he even likes us. He doesn't just love us, he even likes us. I'm going to share with you the last 24-ish hours of my life. Um, just to let you know that the prayer request for Pastor Joe really needing prayer is real. <laughs> so on Friday night we went out to dinner with some friends and that was great. And we had, uh, we had the opportunity to experience the, um, the For King and Country Christmas concert. Did anybody else watch that? If you were there, I'm sure it was amazing, but it was in Nashville, so you probably didn't make it back for the service today. But they live-streamed it, and for King and Country, they do a wonderful job of glorifying Jesus. And they ended the evening with the little drummer boy. And it was special. I'm not going to tell you what was special about it, but it was just a special uh, presentation of the little drummer boy. But uh, we went to bed probably around 11 o'clock-ish. You know, got home, and, and by the time all that was done, and uh, my neighbor... My neighbor, Nate, is, he's not a morning person. He's just not. If you know Nate Bailey, you know that um, the house could be falling down around him and he'd sleep right through it. Well, uh, I got a text message from him. Those of you that know Nate are nodding in affirmation right now. Uh, I got a text message from 5.08 a.m. on Saturday morning saying, the Lord was talking to me this morning. And I think he has a response for people on Sunday morning. I want to talk to you about it today. I'm like... Buddy, you just went to bed. It's 5.08 a.m. Well, I forgot to call him. I got busy with the day. I was trying to fix a car that didn't go right. I've been fixing cars that don't, doesn't go right most of the week, too. And, uh, and I just forgot. And uh, the day kind of rolled on, and 6 o'clock came around. And if you're married to Joe, you understand this perfectly, that the last minute is the last minute. And I'm like, oh, I need one more gift. And we had an agreement, I'm, I'm, I'm publicly apologizing, we had an agreement that, Joe, you're not going to go out and get me another gift right before Christmas, right? Yes, that's not, we're not going to do that. Well, there was one more little thing, and Taylor helped me figure it out, and it's not a big thing, I promise, it's small, but uh, I went out and panicked a little bit because I wasn't ready, and I felt that anxiety inside, and you know that feeling of I'm not quite ready for whatever it is that we're doing well, little did I know that I, it wasn't the Christmas present that I wasn't quite ready for. It was actually today that I wasn't quite ready for. And I watched the same games that you did on television. I cheered for the Steelers. Said Bills fans only this year. <laughs> and I cheered for the Bills. And about halfway through the game, I was like, I'm just not settled internally. I'm just not ready. It had nothing to do with the Bills game. I mean, that was creating its own anxiety, right? <laughs> Good, you are still awake. And, uh, and I got to the end of the game and, you know, I, I was really hoping that with one second left, things didn't go south. I'm a Bills fan. We've experienced things like that. But I just wasn't settled. And it, like I said, it had nothing to do with the game. 
And uh, the game finished, and you all know the outcome of that. We lived to fight another day. And I, and I looked at Leslie, and I said, I'm, I'm not ready. i got to go down to the church. And we only live a mile from Sinclairville uh, Park Church. And I went to the church, and uh, as I walked through this, the doors, there's two sets of double doors that you walk through, actually three sets, to get in there. I felt the Lord's presence immediately. And I don't hear an audible voice. I don't hear an audible voice, but I get pretty close to that at times. And I heard, I heard him say to me, take your shoes off and lay on the ground. I was like, that's kind of weird. But okay. And down to the ground I went, where I spent the better part of the next hour. And all of a sudden, the anxiety of not being ready started to leave as I was tangibly in his presence. Now, he'd been there all along. He was with me when I was frantically trying to get the last gift put together. He was with me while I was anxious over the bills losing again. And in the last seconds, I'm like, oh, come on. He was with me all those times, but I didn't sense his presence until I stopped for a minute. And I wonder if that's our story together. That you don't find yourself ready because... You haven't stopped for a minute to allow him to make you ready. Crawled into bed a little after one. I don't know, I mean, I don't know if you're a pre- you're not, you're not, I mean, I know some of you are preachers. But if you're, if you're not a preacher, have you, ever, have you ever had a dream that you were going to sleep through something that was really important? Like a meeting or something or something significant or your wedding? I don't know. Uh, Something, you were going to sleep through that. That's a recurring nightmare for me at times. So I set several alarms on Sunday morning, several of them. And, uh, you know, they start going off early and then they progress and then eventually I get out of bed. Well, uh, I woke up this morning to the sound of the wood stove door being opened. And it's a very distinct sound in our house. And I was like, huh, that's strange. And I realized it was kind of light outside And then this thought went through my mind. Oh my gosh, what time is it? It was after 7. It was after 7 and I was supposed to be at church at 7.15. And I'm like, oh, I slept through the alarm. I felt like the kid in Home Alone, right? Like that whole narrative of the parents in Home Alone, that, that was playing through my mind. It's been crazy the last 24 hours of my life. And yet last night, I experienced that peace that only comes from Jesus. If you've got your Bibles, I want to share with you just for a minute from a little bit of an unorthodox spot to go on a Christmas Eve sermon. Well, it's not really a Christmas Eve sermon. I guess that comes tonight. It's a Christmas Eve morning sermon. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love... I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, 
It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. And where there are tongues, they will be stilled. And where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I talked like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. If you miss everything else that is shared today, Know that God loves you. That God delights in you. That God created you. The Bible tells us that he knit us together in our mother's womb. We've revealed through science that that's even true. God knows you. And he knows you so well, he's picked out the perfect gift for you. 2,000 years ago, a young girl was visited by an angel. Now you think that your plans and your schemes have been interrupted at times, and they have. I don't know how I would respond if an angel showed up in my room and said, hey, you're going to have a baby. Let that sink in for a minute. Not Leslie's going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby. <laughs> I don't know how I would respond. It was against all, I defied everything. And yet listen to these verses in the Gospel of Luke. It says, the angel went to Mary and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. It says, Mary was greatly troubled. Or maybe in your Bible it says she was greatly perplexed. She had unrest inside at that moment at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Mary wasn't sure of what had just happened. And inside she was navigating the anxiety that many of us navigate on a regular basis. But listen to what God said to her. And this is what it says troubled her. Greetings, you who are highly favored. I think Mary was troubled because she knew who Mary was. And she didn't feel worthy of being highly favored. And this isn't something that I think. 
this is something that I know to be true. That you struggle with the very same thing. That I struggle with the very same thing. Because we know our situation. You know your inmost thoughts. You know the mistakes that you've made and the journey that you've been on thus far. And all the reasons, not why you're not ready for Christmas, but all the reasons why you're not ready for Jesus to return. There's a second narrative taking place, and this was what the Lord revealed to Nate that he shared with me this morning. Six months prior, there was a man named Zechariah, who the angel of the Lord went to and said, hey, you're going to have a baby. <laughs> and Zechariah was old in years, and he was a minister of God, and he knew who the Lord was. And you know what his response was in that moment to the invitation that he was going to have a baby? My wife's too old. You can read it in the beginning. Well, how's this going to happen? He does, this is impossible. He allowed his experiences to determine his faith. This little girl who maybe wondered why she was highly favored chose to believe the angel. Chose to receive that which God had bestowed upon her. chose to receive the gift. Mary's response is priceless. Now how we read it is important. Because she says to the angels, she says, well, listen first to the angel's full response. He says, don't be afraid. You notice Mary never said that she was afraid. The Bible just says that she was troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this was. But the angel says to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will never end. Mary's response to this wasn't no. It wasn't, well, how's this going to, I'm not sure about this. It was, how are you going to do this, God? Because I'm still a virgin. Two narratives. Two different responses. One faith. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord sees you, church. And like I shared earlier, he, he even likes you. And he's offered you the best gift ever. The question is, are you going to receive that gift or not? You've already experienced it. You've already experienced the presence of God this morning. Whether you recognize that or not, he's been here. We can't escape from the presence of the Lord, the Bible says. And that is 100% true. The change factor lies 
in our response to his presence. Let's pray. Holy God, thank you for meeting us today in a space that is different than other times, yet very familiar. God, I ask that as you minister to us today, that you would minister through us tomorrow. That we would see the gift that you have given and that we would allow your Holy Spirit to transform us, to move us, so that we too Say, my soul magnifies the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.